Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Hello, everyone. Good morning to all those who are uh, joining us live, whether in person or on uh, the Zoom or on Facebook Live. And hello to whoever might be listening to this on the Temple Beth Am podcast whenever you are listening to this. Once again, we've arrived at Friday morning. It's Friday morning for those of us in Los Angeles. <clears throat> Having gotten through a week, hopefully intact, hopefully eager for Shabbat, and uh, at a point where we can claim for ourselves these 15 minutes of cocoon, of a, a little womb in which we can regenerate. Uh, 15 minutes is not nothing and it's not everything, but it's dur- certainly not nothing. Uh, as usual, I'm going to orient our meditation towards some idea that emerges from the Parsha. I don't do it every week, but I will this week. And it emerges from the very well-known Rashi commentary on what happens when Jacob meets Rachel for the first time. It says that he kissed her by Ishak Yaakov the Rachel. Jacob kissed her by the well. And then he raised up his voice and he wept. It's such a poignant scene. He sees the woman that's going to be his wife, our matriarch, mother of Joseph and Benjamin. He's overcome and he kisses her and then he cries. Why does he cry? Simplest answer, I think, if we were reading this as moderns, was it was an emotional moment. He was a a tender guy. And not all cries are cries of sadness. But Rashi, bringing together several Midrashim, says he cried for two other reasons. He cried because, first of all, he was aware that in the previous generation, when his mother, Rebecca, was first met, not by his father, but by the servant of Abraham, he brought her gifts. He was laden down with treasures and bracelets and earrings. And Jacob, who had fled Beersheba, came to this well with nothing. And he felt bad that he had nothing to give to the woman that he was about to love. He wept because he was empty-handed. And the second reason he wept, according to Rashi, is because he saw through Ruach HaKodesh, through um, spiritual, divine prophecy, that while he was destined to spend his life with Rachel, It would be short because she would die young and that they would not be buried together. By tradition, Rachel is who died along the road is buried in Kever Rachel, the uh, tomb of Rachel, kind of like where's who's buried in Grant's tomb. Rachel is buried in in Rachel's tomb in Beit Lechem in Bethlehem. And Yaakov is down the road a little bit in Hebron in Marada Machpelah. And so he wept because life is too short. And he wouldn't be able to spend eternity with her. They spend eternity in different plots of the land of Israel. It's, in addition to being one of the most beautiful Midrashim and Rashi commentaries that I know of, because it opens up into so many contemporary emotions of what it feels like to feel that you're lacking what the situation deserves, that you have not given enough to those whom you want to give something to. I want to focus our meditation with a little bit of melancholy, but also a little bit of 
fire under our feet, that however long life is, it is too short. And we can't rely on eternity for giving us fulfillment. That's a heavy notion, but maybe it's a notion that can stimulate us to fill moments with meaning and purpose, kind of like what we're doing right now. So I know that's a bit wordy, but within the meditation itself, I'll just extract one idea. With that in mind, I invite you to close your eyes. I want you to breathe into this moment. Invite this intentional calm as if you're beckoning it to drape itself over your body. Penetrate into your body as if calm were palpable. As if rest were a thing that was being imposed upon you and for which you are so grateful. Notice how with really very few twitches of your muscles after having gotten into your position, there's the beginnings of a not small transformation throughout your whole body, your whole system, as some of the tensions of the morning and the day and the week slough off. Some of the tightness releases. Some of the distractions fly away. And what you have left at the core is you. Your body, which is no one else's. Your mind, which is no one else's. Your thoughts focused, simplified to a point. We aim to make this not just a rest, but a poised rest. Such that this moment may be the first since you woke up that you're truly awake. You have not gone back to sleep. You've actually roused yourself for the first time today. Because your eyes are closed, not despite that. Let your mind wander to parts of your body that might be holding tension unawares until you allow your mind to settle on it. Tension can build up throughout our body in the joints of our fingers, deep in our bellies, the muscles surrounding our neck and shoulders, so often around our eyes and our forehead. 
just imagine some dial that when you turn it left, when you turn it counterclockwise, it just loosens everything. From a twist to a flat, from a grip to a release. Jacob kisses Rachel and he cries because life, no matter how long and how rich, is not enough. Because love, no matter how much given or received, is not enough. So how does that command us through the moments in our lives do we go to nihilism Ecclesiastes, nothing matters, or the opposite, this moment matters so much. Part of our souls crying every day. Because life is not enough. And a part of our soul responds with revelry and intentionality because life and love is all we have. Life is never enough, and life and love is all that we have.
When you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back to this reality, this life, maybe a little more intentional than we were 15 years ago, about each 15 minutes ago, but each breath, each day, and each moment. And we'll close by saying this closing meditation, meditation prayer three times together. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. And I say to you all, Shalom, and Shabbat Shalom, and Namaste, and be well. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.